Welcome to another episode of Iconic Freedom, the formula. We are setting standards for accountability and responsibility. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. Well, you know, you can spend your own money on yourself. And when you spend your own money on yourself, you're very careful of what you spend it on and you make sure that you get the most for your dollar. You can spend your own money on somebody else. You give gifts to other people. You take people out to dinner. And when you spend your own money on somebody else, you're very careful that you don't spend too much. You try to keep down the amount you spend, but you don't worry very much about what the other fellow's getting from it. You don't pay anything like as much attention to the gifts you buy for other people as to the things you buy for yourself. Or you can spend somebody else's money as when you're spending the government's money. I say the government's money, the taxpayer's money, which the government has control over. Now you're spending somebody else's money. Let's say you're spending your boss's money. You're out to lunch on an expense account, but you're spending it on yourself. You're very careful that you get good, good, good things for your money. You try to have a good lunch and pick the right things, but you're not very much worried about whether you get the cheapest, spend all you want, all you want <laughs> and you'll be careless. Now, what happens when you spend somebody else's money on somebody else? You're a, you're a distributor of welfare funds. Well, you're interested in making your own life as good as you can, and most people have humane instincts and want to do the best they can, but you're not going to be anything like as careful in spending somebody else's money on somebody else. So there are four ways in which you can spend money. So this is one of my favorite clips of Milton Friedman because I think he very distinctly speaks to the idea of money, basically, and the accountability and the responsibility of money, right? Because he's talking about what goes on in our society all the time. And basically, what he's saying is, which, I mean, you can hear what he's saying, but as we pass it through this prism of setting your own standard for this accountability, for responsibility, it's that nobody is going to know better than you about what works for you. You need to use your own internal authority. You need to develop that for yourself. And when you look outside of yourself you're thinking of ways, well, how am I accountable? So when they talk about, well, your boss gives you an expense account, well, are you being accountable and responsible with that? Or are you flippant with it, the way he talks about, you know, um, people that, you know, you're, you're not as frugal probably for yourself if somebody else is paying the bill. But the one that I think is always, of course, the most powerful is the one where you're taking other people's money and you're spending it on other people. And when you think about that, what is it that an individual, what is it that a politician is doing with that? Because let's face it, that really is what that's all about. That a politician is taking your money and giving it to other people. So off the backs of your hard labor, your time, your sweat, you know, your your own treasure, if you will, uh, time away from your family, whatever that might look like, and then giving it to somebody else 
for whatever do-gooder reason. So we've talked about people image building and the do-gooder nature of what it is that they want to do, but they're doing that off the backs of other people. Now, it's one thing, you know, if people want to donate money, this is different. We're not talking about taking money through taxation at the barrel of a gun pointed at your head. We're talking about whether or not you want to donate to something. If some church organization or some social organization wants to accept donations for which they want to do good with those dollars, then that's up to you. Why? Because it's voluntary. It is voluntary. It is something you do voluntarily. You're not forced to do it. If you don't believe in that cause, you don't think about that cause, then you don't have to do it, right? That's what's so great about it. You say yes to some and no to others, and you get to decide. But when it comes to the government, for the majority of it, for the most part, you don't get to decide. They're deciding for you on your behalf, and they never give you credit. Do you know who gets the credit? The politician who brings the money back to his constituents and back to his district. He's getting all the credit for all of the work that you're doing. Nobody sends you a thank you card. <laughs> so when he's talking about accountability and responsibility, I want us now to take this beyond the steps of just you and your world and your universe into the universe in which you exist and you live, which is your community. So now you're looking at it that you go to work, you're a very responsible person, you're paying attention to your choices, you're owning your choices, and then what happens when you get your paycheck? You start looking at all the dollars that are being taken out of that paycheck that are not in your pocket. They're not there for you. They're there for other do-gooder deeds that people want to do off the backs of you and others. So I always like this because I think it's such a great example, several examples of how people go about this. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people that are economically illiterate in this country, uh, in this world. I can't tell you how many clients over the years do not understand why you price something the way you price it. And you know, it's pretty easy. You'll hear it in some other uh, clips of his that, you know, we set a price. We set a standard. This is what we think the market will bear. This is what we want to sell it for. Why? Because maybe we want to eliminate certain clientele and only provide it for other clientele. Well, that's okay too. There's no right, wrong, good or bad. It's all about the dollars and whether or not that works for your business model. And you get to choose. That's what the great thing about freedom to choose. If you've not had an opportunity to check out either that book or the series Free to Choose uh, with Milton Freeman, I think there's 10 episodes of it. Boy, I tell you, it was one of the things that uh, when, well, if you will, I was binge watching it <laughs> way back when before binge watching was a thing. And uh, it was really tremendous. Uh, you can pretty much find it anywhere on YouTube. And you can also find it, I think, at the hooverinstitute.com. Okay, on with the next clip. You see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power, within, don't, aren't you ever 
Did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. Wow, there is so much in that segment to unpack and to walk through. But one of the things that I always find interesting is listening to him confront, you know, people like Phil Donahue to say, you know, you think that everybody is greedy because somehow you have it in you that you think you're a better person because you're doing X, Y, and Z. And the reality is, is what we've talked about is all interest is self-interest. No person is doing anything except for their own self-interest, their own motivation. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're in business, if you are working for somebody, it's all in your own self-interest. Even the people that will say, well, we work for a nonprofit. Well, that's a lie. It is not nonprofit. You need a profit in order to pay people. Are all of the people part of your organization volunteering their time? I'm guessing they probably are not. I've been in an industry for over 20 years that I can tell you right now, there are a lot of people that are not volunteering their time. They're actually getting paid. And to say that they are a nonprofit, well, that's just another way of, of finding some way to tax shelter things and move things around so it looks as though you're not creating a profit. But in fact, you are. Now, a different situation in that people will attend these galas and fundraisers on a voluntary basis. We talked about that. That makes sense to me. But to sit there and say that other people are greedy well, greed is a subjective term to begin with. 
each person has to decide for self what they think greed is in themselves and what they think greed might be in another person. Frankly, I don't even care. I mean, I look at it and it's just like, you do what you ever, whatever it is you want to do. You do you. But my thought when we're passing it through this prism is each person must decide for self what that standard is and then live by that standard. Doesn't mean you can't change your standard. You absolutely can. But greed is nothing more than a person pursuing their self-interest. And all interest is self-interest. It is motivated by one thing only. And you've heard it here how many times? The need, desire to feel good. To feel good about yourself. And that's why you do everything you do. If you walk back any action you take, I don't care what it is, Walk it back, and I'm telling you right now, it's all based on you wanting to feel good. The other piece that I really enjoy is when he talks about how societies are very successful when they pursue capitalism. And he does say in other speeches, and I will find a clip of that, that when there is freedom, there is the opportunity for capitalism, which then helps people to improve their lives because there's competition. They find competition and people are able to make money. They're able to make a life for themselves. And he kind of goes through the mechanics and components of that that I think are important to, you know, at least to know and to understand if it's something you want to pursue. But what I find fascinating is that he makes these comments and he really points out the plight of people not understanding economics, that they're not realizing that these communities that have poverty are communities that are being run down, unfortunately, by the very government that say that they're trying to help them. Well, they're not helping them because What's happening instead of there being competition, people are being given dollars to not work. People are being forced to pay labor at a certain rate, which then eliminates the opportunity in the marketplace for people to learn a trade or to understand how to get some skills when they are unskilled. And these are important factors in any developing society. And in any developing individual, you need freedom and you need opportunity. Those are the only two things you need, and you can make a life for yourself. But also, the fundamental reason is more profound. The most harm of all is done when power is in the hands of people who are absolutely persuaded of the purity of their instincts, of their and the purity of their intentions. Uh, Thoreau said that philanthropy is a much overrated virtue. Sincerity is also a much overrated virtue. Heaven preserve us from the sincere reformer who knows what's good for you and by, by heaven is going to make you do it whether you like it or not. And again, a really nice uh, way to wrap it up for today in that he's talking once again about people virtue signaling. 
that, you know, they're getting their jollies off the backs of other people's uh, work and their efforts. And if you're the person that's doing that, well, what does that say about your responsibility and accountability? If you're owning your choices and you're responsible in your choices and doing no harm to others, well, do you think forcing people to live the way you think they should live is responsible? Do you think it's accountable? Do you think it's doing no harm to others? I don't know. You have to create that from yourself on your own internal authority by which you are motivated in your self-interest. And we are once again at the end of another podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, listen, if you've got something you want me to cover, shoot me an email. I'd be happy to do that. Feel free to like and share this. Share it with your family. You never know what they might get out of it. I will see you next week. We will continue this journey with Milton Friedman, the great Milton Friedman. Make it a great week.